Hello everybody and welcome to the Mirror Football World Cup Daily Podcast brought to you in association with Betbright. England are out of the World Cup. It's not coming home after defeat to Croatia in the semi-finals. Late heartbreak, extra time, Mario Mandzukic goal cost England. Uh, we're going to be looking back at the semi-final defeat, at the disappointment. We'll also probably assess probably what it means for English football going forward. I'm Aaron Flanagan to do so, and joining me once again is Mark Jones. How are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah, how are you is, is a more important question. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm coping. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm coping. I'll be honest, I, I, I was devastated, truly devastated. I saw your face, yeah. And uh, James Whalen was also devastated. James, are you still devastated? I am, yeah. I'm not as cheerful as Jonesy, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I'd say the um, just for reference for those who are listening, we are recording on the night of England going out of the World Cup. So if you hear us getting a little bit emotional, it's because it's only just happened. It's um, it's still a, a very uh, sore topic. I'm fine, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's the first time I've not mentioned that you're Welsh. I know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Um, um, I, I, so how, how is the Welsh reaction? Are you, are you happy? The reaction? Yeah. Are you, are you, um, I'm I'm the same as I've been all tournament. I'm not I'm not one of these people who who actively wants them to lose or that sort of stuff. Um, I think they they obviously did very well to get as far as they as they could, but I do feel they fell short. And I think tonight, perhaps the euphoria was sort of stripped away, and you probably saw that they probably weren't good enough to win the World Cup. Yeah, well, I mean, let's be honest. Though. England were never going to win the World Cup based on ability alone were they I mean it, it had to be something special with morale and team spirit just as what Croatia have done I know Croatia have mm. got two of the world's best central midfielders but you know to win a World Cup it's not based on what you do with the ball at your feet as proven by Germany as proven by Brazil as proven by Argentina as proven by all these big teams that have gone out England had spirit in abundance and mm. I don't know it's just a, a shame that it couldn't it couldn't go through into obviously the the, in, into the final but um, I didn't think it was a bad showing by England no um, obviously first half is the key isn't it um, they they took the lead and, and they really really needed a second goal there's a there's a huge moment in the game where um, where Harry Kane goes through and, and I think if he squares it to Raheem Sterling it's probably 2-0 but he, he goes himself and and he he couldn't quite and, and, and then in the, almost like the second phase of that which has been a little bit overlooked was a fantastic save from from Subasic, the goalkeeper. He got his foot to uh, he got his foot to um, to the shot against the post. So so England very close to making it two 0 and these are the margins that you've got to deal with in, in, in these sorts of tournaments, aren't they? And had it have gone two 0 I'd have fully expected them to win the game. Um, when it didn't go two 0 and then I think you saw a real sort of flip in the second half where Croatia's quality came to the fore. They kept the ball so well, didn't they? And England just seemed to be tired out, chasing shadows. Yeah. Um, and in the end, as I say, I think, I think the better team won. Yeah. Uh, James, how did you see the game? Because I mean, I mean, did you see it at all? I think for most of the time, every time I looked across at you while we were watching the game, you had your head in your hands. I don't think you probably watched too much of it. Um, but I mean, from from the little bits you remember, the little bits you did peek out for, what what, what, what did you see? I think Mark hit the nail on the head. Um, England had enough chances in that first half to be out of sight. You know, they had enough chances to win the game. Um, Kieran Trippi's goal was excellent. One of the goals of the tournament in a tournament where we've had so many brilliant goals. That was right up there. Um, but yeah, the, the the two chances Kane had, I know he was flagged offside for both of them, but I'm pretty sure the second one would have stood um, had it gone in, given given that he was actually onside and VAR would have probably intervened. Um, another chance, actually, um, that I remember in the first half was Jesse Lingard on the edge of the area. 
where we've seen him score from that position so many times for Man United. And, you know, he, he just lacked that bit of composure. You know, it, it wasn't a whisker wide, it was way wide. It was, it was a pretty awful strike. And, and speaking of composure, I think England completely lost that in the second half. Um, Croatia came out like a house on fire. They kept the ball brilliantly. Um, Luka Modric, who for me has to be in with a shout of the golden ball, if not the favourite for the golden ball. He's he's really spearheaded this Croatian side and um in the second half he, he, he ran the show along with Ivan Rakitic who probably wasn't quite as impressive but um, certainly improved as the game went on. Uh, but Modric I thought in particular sort of just ran the show and uh, as I say England England lost their heads after Ivan Perisic's goal. Um I think they were pretty lucky to get to extra time. Obviously Perisic struck the post after he'd scored. Um the rebound went straight to Pickford. Uh, who was brilliant again, by the way, Pickford. What a save in extra time to, to keep England in the game. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it says it all that in the extra period, we were all just praying for penalties, really. And as we've seen many times in tournaments, that's not usually a route England uh, have much success down. So, But you know what? On on the night, we can have no grumbles with the result. But I think when the dust settles and everyone looks back on this tournament, you know, me and you certainly, Aaron, we, you know, the age we are, we've never known anything like it. You know, the, the sort of, the wave of optimism that swept the country. Um, Not that much older than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you Welsh. You, 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 don't feel it. You, you, you remember, t- you remember two years ago yeah, when, yeah, true, when yeah. Wales got to the last four. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you had that. We've got this. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you can have you yours. We'll have the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, like I say, I think you know when when we look back on it, um, we look back on a pretty incredible few weeks when. You know, the country sort of fell in love with football again and the, the England team has been derided in so many corners for so long and, you know, this team, everyone just seems to love. They've got a manager who everyone loves and, you know, I, I do I do think the future's bright. Yeah, um, it's interesting we mentioned Wales there, actually. Obviously, we said obviously Wales had the same sort of togetherness and mm. feeling that maybe England have had this tournament. Things for Wales now, two years on, have not are not quite no. the same. They're not quite as rosy. Obviously, I know they've had the change of manager and everything. But uh, Mark, from your experience, obviously from following Wales and, and mm. watching Wales, what do England need to do now to avoid falling into in, in, into that trap? Because I, it, I, don't, it, I, I don't, I don't think they will fall into it. I think they're um, they're they're well resourced in terms of players and 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 the manager will obviously. It's just a start for him. Where it was, it was almost the end for Coleman. Really, um, no, I, I don't really see many parallels other than. They were just two British teams in semi-finals. I think England are always going to have more resources, always going to have more players. You've got to look at the success England are having at youth level at the moment. You know, there's going to be in 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 two years' time. You never know. Some of those under under 17s World Cup winners might even might even be knocking the door of a squad under 19s as well. Um, so England are always going to have the resources and the players, and and I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, this uh, Wales right in terms of building on the tournament because they've got to do that um, and. Yeah, look, we, we've 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 the language that we use around this England squad, this England team, has changed in the past month, doesn't it? Let's be honest, you know, when when me and you sat in sat in the, the room down there and we we talked about the tournament before it started, it was very much oh England this, England that, and there was a little bit, but there, there was yes, there was optimism, but there was still a little bit, you know, you weren't too sure where you, it was. It was just hoping they'd do well. Um, I think I said to you, if they're lucky, they might get quarterfinals. Now they got to the semis. They went further than that, and and they deserve credit for that. They deserve um, immense credit. Gareth Southgate does his team do. Um, they ultimately fell short against a better, more experienced side. 
um, as well as says Modric around the show. England don't have a player like that today. England have got lots of good, young, hungry players. They just felt like they kind of stacked all their chips in that first half uh, against in, in, in this game. And, and, and when it didn't come off for them, they struggled. I thought they, they rallied a bit at the start of extra time, but um, towards the end of it, I mean, there was only one, one winner for me. It's funny what you say about obviously not having a Luka Modric type player. I don't know if any of you have actually seen the Graham Souness rant that he was doing it as a pundit on being sports in, in, the, in the Middle East alongside Richard Keyes and Andy Gray and, and, and all them lot. So, I mean, it, I think it was quite an, an, an edgy panel Anyway, I could from what I could gather from when they were talking, but soon as soon as basically lays into Deli Ali and Jesse Lingard and says they don't want to do the dirty work in terms of you know just keeping possession, mm. they just want to be the ones who then get on the end of it. And actually, on reflection, I mean the the way he delivered it on on the video, if anyone's seen it, is I think it's brash and I think it's a bit wrong. Yeah. And I think it comes comes across maybe a bit harsh on England as a team and those as players. But I think there's a point there in that you've got players who are finishers who who want to be the headline makers rather than want to be the workhorse and yeah maybe England that's it they're just missing a Luka Modric um, <laughs> easy thing to, to want isn't yeah, it <laughs> I mean, don't go on. Jordan Henderson I think has had a great tournament and, and yeah, done, done a great job of, of, of kind of applying himself to that role but um, he's not Luka Modric and, and, and I, I, don't, I don't think it's a case of Jesse Lingard and Deli Ali not not wanting to do the dirty work or not wanting the, the say that they don't work hard enough for anything like that. They're ultimately inferior footballers to the likes of Luka Modric. And mm. if, if if you look at... Um, and that, that's not a slight on them, you know. They're, they're both young players and they'll, they'll both get better. And, you know, they, they've both, for me, had, had pretty good tournaments, like especially Lingard. Ali, maybe not as much. But uh, Ling, Lingard's been pretty impressive and on the back of a very good season for United as well. So I think to, to, lay, into, to lay into young players who've unexpectedly dragged England to a semi-final I'd be um, I'd be loved to listen too much to a Scotsman uh, who's who's analysing that to be honest I'm surprised he didn't blame Paul Pogba, Paul Pogba. he's always blaming him isn't he um, no I think again I, I, I don't think it's time to point to individuals to be honest uh, right now I, 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 I didn't mean to bring up this no, point no, I, no, I, I, as a point to individual I was yeah. going to say maybe in, in the grand scheme of things mm. this is a look we, we've, we've said all tournament that in one of England's um one of England's best uh, best assets, if you like, is that they don't have a superstar, and it, it is very much a team a team spirit, and you know the the collective being stronger that that has yeah. got them so far. So now we've lost the game. You can't suddenly turn around and say, "Oh well, it's because we haven't got a superstar." You know, you can't have it both ways. And also, if those two players aren't playing, then who do you want playing? Then no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, exactly, it's, not, it's yeah. not as if they can go out and sign someone or whatever like that. It, it, I think. I actually think anyone, everyone's tried to analyse it a bit too much. Yeah. Like, I, I, on, on ITV, I, I've seen um, the, you know, Gary Neville on there, who, you know, don't get me wrong, brilliant pundit. I love watching Gary Neville. But I, he was talking, getting into the psychology of it too much mm. about Eng- why England have lost tonight. The reason England lost tonight is because they came up against a better team, and yeah. especially a better midfield, and they couldn't get a kick of the ball second half. That, that midfield was, was key, I think, start the second half. They, they seemed to just start almost playing a little bit further up the pitch. Modric, having gone from being pretty anonymous in the first half, really really stepped it up and he was playing further ahead and, and you suddenly had a situation where maybe this is what Souness means because you had a situation where Henderson was a little bit isolated in there um, but that, again that's that's no fault of, of, of any individual and any player as I say so many England players in my eyes came out of this tournament with the reputation hands you think Pickford Maguire Trippier Henderson you know they they, they had good tournaments and, and, they, and they've come out of this I think with 
certainly in Henderson's case, probably Maguire's as well, like Trippier's, England fans would now see them as really part of their team. You know, the, the, these these are lads that they want it. They want to. They want this team to be playing in in the Euros in two years' time. Yeah. I've, I'll say that I think the greatest compliment I can play that pay the squad is that I've come out of the tournament liking Jesse Lingard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest. I, I absolutely. I told you I, I, before I, the tournament. I said he'd be England's main main man. You know, and I, I know he didn't really be in the end, but I, yeah, I, I remember you. I remember your face when I told you that. Yeah, yeah you, I, were, you weren't having him. I I, I absolutely. Detested it. I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I genuinely, I just think the silly celebrations, the way he conducts himself on social media, the way he acts like a sixteen-year-old kid. Sometimes it's like, oh, come on, mate, you're twenty-five. Mm. But I tell you what, it's, there's something about him. I think his performances have have been better than expected. I actually think his light-hearted approach to football, because this is the first yeah. time I've supported a team that Jesse Lingard's played in. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely not a Manchester United. No, fan. you're not. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I get him now. Yeah, I I, 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 I get him. I, I get the, the the way he approaches the game. I've always I've always quite liked him. I mean, like you, I am not a Manchester United fan, but I I've always seen something in him. So, and for me, it's, it's I got admiration for him in the way that he he went away on loan and he you know he, he got his experience on loan in, in the Championship um, at various teams. So was it Wednesday for a bit? He wasn't he? He wasn't. Yeah. He, he was at oh, Birmingham, Birmingham and scored four goals in the game against Wednesday. That's what I was thinking <laughs> of. Yeah, um, and yeah, and he's gone away. And it would be very easy for him to sort of drift away and and, and not not be involved but he fought his way back into that United squad and you think about the players that Man United sign they're you know signing a superstar every six months aren't they because that's their thing and he has stuck at it and stuck at it and he's worked his way into that team and yeah I, re- I sort of got it with him like in like halfway through last season I thought actually yeah, I can see it I can see why you are rated big, now big game uh, player yeah like, he, yeah he, he always just he, his name and he seemed to be on headlines of big games yeah like, well he's he scored slowly more and more regularly he scored the FA Cup final with a few nights hasn't he and he's, he's scored big goals for them in the past uh, he got a goal in the World Cup didn't he so he, he got one against Panama so yeah he'll be he'll be one that they'll be they'll be um, kind of like playing their future and again as I said the good thing about this England team is no England fan I don't think would have any problem if that was the eleven that lined up on the first game of the Euros in two years. Yeah. One one name I'd add to those you just mentioned there is John Stones. I think um it's a massive shame that he was at fault for the winner today because uh, Well I do you, can, can you pin the blame on it? I I, I know I think so. I think if you look, have to. Yeah, then, I think yeah. Manzukic, it's just a forward instinct, isn't it? He reacts quicker than Stones. By the time he's made that run, Stones is he's never going to get it's there. It's also and, a very yeah, it's a good finish. It's but a, it's a it's a clever run from a clever striker yeah. who yeah. who had spent the entire game feeding off scraps and and running down blind alleys. And at the age of thirty two, he didn't look like he really wanted to do that. But but he's obviously a striker who has stuck around at, at, at some big clubs. When you think he's he's obviously Juventus now, and he's um, he's he's got a good track record in European football as well. And and he just used that experience of his to sort of drift inside. And, and it was about reading the header, I think. I think Stones and, and Maguire just didn't quite expect that header, which came in to, to carry as far as it did. Yeah. And, and, and he got in there, and, and it was a cool, really cool finish as well. Um, and the finish of, again, one of these exper- experienced footballers that, that Croatia have, who really stood up in that second half of normal time, second half of extra time, and which is incredible when you think about the extra time they've played in the tournament already. There's a real collective there. There's a real team spirit for Croatia, and they've dragged themselves now to this final, which is incredible, really, when you think about it. Absolutely. England now play in the third place oh, playoff. Yeah. Um, about that. On Saturday I can't night. Wait. Um, <laughs> I, w- I was going to say, like, I, from my own perspective, I'm. I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm getting. I'm suddenly like jumping off the bandwagon now. England are out of the world comes up, but. Do you? I, I don't know whether I watch. Do you it. really want England? Like, would it make a big difference to you 
if you knew that England were third as opposed to fourth? Put it this way, the last time England went out in a World Cup semi-final was 1990. If you put me on the spot and asked me, did England win the third, fourth place playoff? I'd have to be honest, I haven't got a clue. Uh, they didn't. They, they, you know, one nil to Italy. I vaguely remember reading it. I'm not that old. But I don't, I do I remember, don't remember the score, it. but I remember checking up to see. I think I, Italy won. The only reason I know is because I checked up on it at full time of this game. Yeah. Or um, even in the, the uh, 2014 World Cup four years ago. I remember only because so you had Brazil who'd lost seven one. Yeah. And they did not want to be there. They were playing Holland, and Holland beat them three 0 Again, no recollection. And I just that. remember I got a vague memory of of the the entire Brazil team just kind of like walking about and I think Wijnaldum just scrolled through at the end and made it 3-0 and it was like they don't want to be there yeah. Um, but yeah so the, the, this game on Saturday night um, my point being would, it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> but, but will you be watching it? yeah I'll be in here oh you'll be you're in the office you don't get an excuse yeah. me um, Mark, I'll probably Mark. be watching the Berry against Liverpool friendly that'll be on at the same time I'd imagine yeah, yeah. That, you, that, you, that'd be my job. Yeah, yeah. You've, been, you've been lumped with all the, yeah. all the Liverpool fans. It'd be good. It's like, Yeah, yeah. More, more, more Carrius. Yeah. Good fun. I, I enjoyed the, the Carrius, obviously, the, the tramway player giving Carrius so yeah, a bit of abuse. Yeah, yeah. Turns out uh, that player, I don't know if you've seen this, was uh, was actually a Liverpool fan. Was he? Yeah, a Liverpool fan. Who, 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 Saying well, what they're all thinking. He was, he was in Kiev. He, he travelled out to Kiev. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and obviously he's... Uh, He's yeah. still got that on the top of his mind. Um, but anyway, yeah, this third place game, but if you're Gareth Southgate now, what, what do you do? Do you change up the team and give everyone yeah, a run out? 100%. Um, I do. What about um, with Harry Kane? Because obviously, just Harry, Harry Kane's still two goals ahead of Romelu Lukaku, yeah. who we could conceivably also be playing in the game. Yeah. Do you give Kane the chance um, to I'd just... just- just nailed by him. him. I mean, he, he looked dead in his feet, Kane, for for, yeah. for majority of that game. To be honest, I was surprised by how quickly he, he looked absolutely let's be honest, He was he was pretty poor. He was, he, yeah. Um, he had a great chance actually. Uh, end of normal time, free header. Yeah, he's, he headed it straight into the ground and you know actually wider of where he started. Yeah. Um, so maybe run it by him, but then in terms of everybody else, yeah, I'd be I'd be giving one of the keepers a game. Perhaps both of the keepers a game. Why not swap it over? I'd be putting who's there? Gary Cale's there. Phil Jones is there. Trent Alexander-Arnold, um, who else? Mm. Dyer you'd start with, uh, Loftus-Cheek, Vardy. Delves had a couple of summer appearances. Delph, yeah, yeah. Um, um, whoever else, yeah. Whoever. Maybe give Rashford a go up the top. Yeah. The start. Um, I, yeah, I don't think it matters. It's it Maybe it's 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 a nice thing because, you know, it, it's perhaps a, something to kind of help the England players get over this defeat they've suffered because At least. Had, had they have flown back, you know, tomorrow or whatever, It'd be raw and all that sort of. Maybe this is just a nice little way. Yeah. You know what Southgate's been like. He's 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 uh, come across as a lovely fellow, and, and he's going to want to kind of give him that nice little feeling. And it'll and it'll be a, you know it'll be a nice thing to thank the fans as well. Yeah. At least we've got the memory of um, England B against Belgium B in the group stage to get us excited for mm. third place playoff because <laughs> yeah. as we remember that was a fantastic was. game of football as well. <laughs> it was. So we're going to be getting exactly the same. Back again. to I post face. Oh, it was in that game, you know, wasn't it? So, yeah, yes. yeah, they're all there. All the ingredients. <laughs> there we go. Oh, great. Oh, I hope that's why he gets another run out. Oh, that, that, that'd be great. He can do something stupid. That'd be good. Um, if, if you're interested in betting on the game, with Bet Bright, Belgium 13 to 10, England 2 to 1. Um, I'd, probably, I'd probably bet on goals in that game. Yeah, yeah, goals. Yeah, maybe over two point five, over three point five, probably. Yeah, k- um, k- k- get a stupid bet. Something like an, an overhead kick to be scored in a game. Yeah. Like someone just to try something wacky. For all these we've just said about England, Belgium will swap it around as well. They'll have, they'll have other. And if it is a draw, let's not have a penalty shootout. Let's have a crossbar challenge. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. Or, or Zorb football. You know, oh, when nice. the game yeah. oh, yeah. Do you remember that advert? We had that hot, uh, extra time multi ball. Yep, one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a bit of that. that. 
Yeah. Or maybe create like some kind of street football. Remember like one of the old Nike adverts where they all played in like, um, yeah, you know, like, yeah. like a Kate, the yeah. street football. Like, to what do about, something like what that. about just making Southgate and Martinez two of the nicest men in football have a fight in the centre yeah. circle? <laughs> and whoever lands, whoever kind of like lands a punch and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so someone um, s- said the idea um, earlier in the, in the tournament. I don't know if it was on this podcast or, or if it was just like in and around the office. Um, they were like, they thought penalty shootouts after the normal five when you get sudden death. Forget sudden death, the managers should take them. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, should I mean? Who would you back? Who would be I the mean, best I mean, manager I mean, taking a penalty? I mean, if not that, Southgate. Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that's the situation, by the way, Roy Hodgson would have never got the England job. No, he wouldn't Ever. have. He wouldn't honestly, have. honestly, football would have been home years ago. Stuart Pearce, though, he'd have yeah. been in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Pearce would still be England manager yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, no, sorry. Hey, come on, let's have some fun with the. Shearer. Maybe well. Shearer, wouldn't it? You make Shearer yeah. the manager. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, anyway. Um, I still probably won't be watching the third place playoff unless they. It'll be on. You, you'll, you'll be in a pub and it'll be on. It, it, it depends. There's every chance I'll be in the pub. Yeah. There is every chance I'll be in the pub. No, I don't believe you. It don't sound like you. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm off. I'm off work on Saturday and I'm going to go out and find some rubbish non-league friendly. Oh That's, yeah, you're back to that. You're straight back into again. It. Must have the wrong yeah, bloke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you sure <laughs> this is you? And um, and yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go and have a I'm going to go have a nice day and not worry about it. And then, um, hey, good thing is at least they're not being called into work on Sunday now because England are not in the World Cup final. Talk out your chickens. Please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for that phone call tomorrow. Um, well, the World Cup final, anyway, with Bet Bright, the odds. Uh, France are 19 to 20. They're just Ooh. odds on uh, to go and win the thing. Croatia, 7 to 2. I actually think there's value there in Croatia. I'm yeah, surprised by that price. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 7 to 2. Like, well, let's be honest. France is the better side, aren't France they? Will, yeah, I think but, France will win. Yeah, but I, think, I think Croatia. Are Rightly, pretty long odds, especially that to win yeah, in 90 minutes. Yeah, I just wonder, yeah, that's the thing in 90 minutes, isn't it? Croatia, look, Croatia love a bit of extra time. Croatia haven't they? won a game in 90 minutes since the group stage. They love extra time. They uh, they, they love the extra half hour. Um, yeah, France should win from here, shouldn't they? Um, but, you know what, I think now now you, now everyone here can remove the England side of it. I think we should pay tribute to Croatia for what they've done to, to get as far as they have. And, and you look at their players, they're not... You know, perhaps the most stylish, or the, uh, perhaps Modric apart, they're, they're not names that chip off the tongue. They're they're just hardworking players, um, and and they've got enough quality to at least trouble France. You just you've just got to think that France, with all their players, I I, I think France when that game went into extra time tonight, I can imagine the French camp watching that in their uh, when they're together watching the telly and all kind of like licking their lips and. And thinking that you know, looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, I was saying that the front line of France, obviously, with likes of Mbappe and Griezmann, and um, I mean, I mean, Giroud's kind kind of symbol, especially with those two that I first mentioned, maybe Fakir coming off the bench, mm, and you know, all, all, all these other talented players. Um, it's a com- completely different task for the Croatian backline than it was against England. Um, you've got players who are going to run at you, like seriously. Yeah, and obviously, absolutely, yeah. Lovren had a great game for Croatia. I, I thought he was brilliant. He won absolutely everything. He, that start, went he him. started off in a very Lovren way and looked a little bit all at sea. But he he loves this. He, he loves a battle, and he and I think especially after the equaliser, he really stepped up. And he was very fortunate not to not to get at least put a yellow yeah, card. How did he not get? Booked? Um, yeah. But he he he's one of these players that. He almost like feels a game, and that he, I, th- I think he was nervous the first half hour, yeah. and Sterling was really exposing him. Um, and he's one of those players that he, he craves sort of stability. He, you know, he really improved for Liverpool in the back end of, of last season when Virgil Van Dijk came in, 
because he had someone like Virgil van Dijk, who's a very cool, calm customer, isn't he? Just turning to him and just telling him to calm down sometimes and just, just, get, him, just get him to chill out. With Croatia, he's obviously a bit more vocal and he's a bit more like the man, isn't he? And, and I think he can get a little bit het up sometimes. I wouldn't be surprised to see him have a very similar game in the final because he, he can sometimes go off, you know, a little bit too eagerly. Um, but yeah, especially after the, I thought after the Croatia equaliser, he was excellent for the remainder of the the get the 90 minutes and extra time he was superb yeah. what, what he's very good at is defending balls into the box mm. like if you look at the errors he has made for Liverpool it's usually like when he's front on defending yeah, yeah, yeah. you know when the when balls come into the box he, he wins it all and you know as the game went on England um, sort of reverted to this long ball football a bit more as, as, as every team does when they're mm. desperate for yeah. a goal you know that's not a criticism and you know a player like him just sweeps it up but I think he'll, he'll enjoy playing against Giroud if, if that's yeah. what if that's what France are going to do well we've seen him struggle against Harry Kane haven't we in the Premier yeah. League that, that game and, and I, he hacked at him a couple of times early doors but I think once he realised that Kane wasn't really on it mm. I think he settled I just a lot think more he grew you, you could look at his performance and, and very much see Croatia's I thought he yeah, he, agree, he, yeah. He, he grew into the game and he got more confident and um I, yeah you know what I don't, I, I don't you know I think he he deserves recognition for his improvement he's he's someone who obviously is very easy to to write off because he's um he's uh, had a bit of a sort of ropey time at Liverpool at times but I definitely think he deserves recognition for certainly the last six months. Yeah, I, I tell you what, he, he is as a person though. He, he's a winner. You can tell his mentality and the way he does it. He, he loves winning and wants to win. I know it's the first time when uh, Liverpool obviously beat Borussia Dortmund in the Europa League. He scored the winner. Dramatic, yeah. the winning. You just sense his passion and mm. how much it meant to him um, from there. And I've seen things developing here. Like he, yeah. he, he loves winning and he knows he's not the best. I think. He, I, think I think he gets that. He, kn- perhaps, he understands that. Perhaps contrary to what may, perhaps many people would believe, he's a real sort of fan favourite with Liverpool fans now. Um, Liverpool supporters do do like him and 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 do get behind him. And whereas they're in the wider football world, people might not rate him as much. Liverpool fans do, and and um, and if you had to ask them now and say who they want to partner Van Dijk, the season's coming to be him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and just quickly before we finish, oh, there's the other centre half for Croatia, Vida. I, mean, I couldn't tell you his first name. Viva La, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Living La. Vida. No. Vida. I, I Doma, Domagos, Doma, Domagoy, something like that. He's, he's very low to the rings, isn't he? Okay. We, we, I say, but before the final on uh, on Sunday, we're going to have to brush up on our Croatian first yeah, names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, well, well, what's your opinions on him? Because there was a very mixed review around our office as the game's going on, obviously. He's been linked with Everton and two of our Everton fans in the office. Um, kind of went. Oh, he's garbage. You know, he's <laughs> he's, he's going to be the next. Um, I, I can't remember. Insert who, who, rubbish Everton player here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they made reference to Ashley Williams or yeah. or something like. Uh, but actually, I thought I thought he was another one who grew into the game and actually became an absolute rock. I think he's vulnerable, but he's very similar to Lovren in that he, he's got yeah. a mentality. I don't think it was his best game tonight, but he's been good in in the tournament alongside Lovren. Um, he's a Big, ugly, horrible lad, isn't he? and and he'll throw his head in front of things. And um, uh, are you just jealous of his uh, beautiful blonde locks? Well, who wouldn't be? But um, yeah, he. I, I don't know about um, about a move to the Premier League just yet. I mean, he, he only joined Besiktas in January, um, and uh, I think a lot of the talk is maybe Besiktas would like to perhaps make a big profit on him because he's played well in the World Cup, and and as we all know, World Cup, you know, you. You, you don't want to be kind of lashing out money on players just because they've played four or five good games in the World Cup. No, absolutely. Um, interesting um, uh, discussion um, with that. Obviously, the every major tournament, there's, there's players, aren't there, who um, obviously the values skyrocket. You know, they get these big moves. From the England team, 
uh, just quickly to finish the, this podcast, will there be anyone in this England team who, on the back of their performances at the World Cup, get a transfer before the start of the season? Harry Maguire, maybe? Yeah, I think he'd be the one, wouldn't he? Yeah. I think, you know, no disrespect to Leicester, but given his performances in the World Cup, I'll have to hold my hands up with Harry Maguire. I was critical of him before the tournament. <laughs> I, you know, I, I never saw him going on to have the tournament he's had. Um, I thought he was always, you know, while he was comfortable with the ball at his feet, I thought he was always a little bit suspect defensively. But he's, he's turned out to be an absolute rock for England. And, you know, he's, he's, he's contributed in uh, in the attacking sense as well. And, you know, he's been, he's been good in both boxes. So I think he'd, he'd be the one player who, if you think, was going to get a move. You know, I could, I could see a top four club coming in for him. Yeah. Um, I know Jordan Pickford was only, uh, obviously only a move to Everton last summer, but... Is there a chance one of the big clubs may, maybe going with him? Because depends suppose, who he needs he, a keeper. He, I mean, he's been blooming sensational. Liverpool do, but not going to. Everton not going to let him have them. I, I can't. That, that would be. I an can't really see who else. That, that'd, be, that'd be almost as big as uh, Sam Winnall swapping uh, swapping Sheffield clubs. <laughs> but I mean, in terms of the rest of the top six, there's no one else is there. So, uh, in terms of really needing a keeper, Liverpool are the obvious ones. But I think I think Everton's a good place for Pickford to carry on his development. We've got to remember, he's still only a very young goalkeeper. You know, in goalkeeping terms and. You know they have got money to spend, Everton. You know they've they've got a very wealthy benefactor now, and you know they they want to challenge in the top six. So I think it's a good place for them to stay. To be honest, no, fair enough, um, guys. Thank you very much. Um, shame it couldn't. I, mean, I say shame it couldn't be so cheerful. I think this was quite cheerful considering how obviously is it a bit like like, th- a, th- like a therapy session for you. It, 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 right. it was like I've come out of it with a smile on my yeah. face, whereas I came in like utterly dejected, crying into my beer. And just, yeah, I mean, I'm going to charge you for this therapy. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, but um, yeah, no, I say England. There we are. We have it. It's not coming home. Um, but it's not. I mean, it got quite far. It got quite far on the road. Yeah. Um, so probably about Calais, maybe. Yeah, just, just about to jump on the just ferry. Just peering over. The ferry. You can see. You can see the white cliffs. Yeah, you can see could, the white cliffs yeah. from there. Yeah, and he would looked over at the white cliffs and thought maybe. Yeah. Um, no. Then, then, some, then some immigration and the fact that like he's come up to and just gone. Actually, yeah. lads, not yet. The fact not that he's in Calais, it might just turn around here to Paris. Yeah. There you go. One for the geography fans to end on. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we're going to be looking back more. Uh, obviously, England's World Cup. Uh, um, kind of before the World Cup final. Um, hopefully tomorrow. I mean, they don't know it yet, but John Cross will hopefully be on this podcast, as will hopefully Simon Mullock, who. Who were both at the the England game and hopefully we'll speak to both of, of them for their experiences from Russia. Um, but yeah, that'll do us today on this Mirror Football World Cup Daily Podcast, brought to you in association with Betbright. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll see you then. <laughs>